Coming up, DeMar DeRozan continued to play MVP caliber basketball in a Bulls win. This is Locked On Now. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. You're listening to Locked On Now, NBA local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from the night in basketball. We start in Chicago, where the Bulls got a 40-point night from their biggest star. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. The Chicago Bulls picked up their fourth straight win thanks to another huge night from DeMar DeRozan. The Bulls All-Star scored 40 in leading the way for Chicago, and Locked On Bulls tells you the rest of the details from the big victory. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls get their fourth straight win. 120-109 is the final over the Spurs tonight, and the story is... DeMar DeRozan. We have to seriously start considering DeMar DeRozan in that top five MVP candidate conversation. He puts up 40 tonight. It was his seventh straight game with at least 30 points, his sixth straight game with at least 35 points, and 19 of those 40 came when? In the fourth quarter. DeMar DeRozan continues to be the king in the fourth. He scored 13 of those 19 in under the first four minutes of the fourth quarter, then went out for a quick three-minute break, came right back in, and knocked down a tough ISO jumper to keep the Bulls rolling. And the final dagger for the Bulls to seal this win was a Kobe White three coming on a pass out of a double, double team from who? That's right, DeMar DeRozan, one of seven assists on the night for DeMar. For a full breakdown of this win over the Spurs, check out our Tuesday episode of Locked on Bulls with me and my guy, Big Dave. Locked on Bulls, your team every day. The Detroit Pistons and Washington Wizards are both in rebuilding mode, and it was Washington that took the win when the two teams met on Monday. After another loss on the road, our Locked on Pistons host recaps. Host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, Kukuil here. The Detroit Pistons lose another game to the Washington Wizards in Marvin Bagley's first game as the Detroit Pistons. I, I ain't got much for you guys, man. This is another rough game, another just really tough game. Uh, Sadiq had a really hot first quarter in which he scored, I believe, 13 points in that quarter. Started off really hot, but he was really the only one who could get anything going. K dealt with foul trouble throughout the entire night. Uh, Marvin Bagley showed a, a couple positive things here and there. Uh, but outside of that, man, it just, it just wasn't that much to be excited about tonight's game at all. Uh, the team just lacks talent right now. Uh, you can question a lot of things going on with this team. Uh, it's just, it's not good basketball, and it's just not fun to watch, and I, I don't have anything else for you guys after tonight's game. No positivity, no smiles, I don't, there, there, there's, I, I guess we'll talk about it more in tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. The Brooklyn Nets put part of their trade haul for James Harden on the court for the first time last night and used the new players to snap the team's 11-game losing streak. With that monkey off their back and a playoff race to get ready for, Locked on Nets tells you how a new-look Brooklyn looked on the court. Doug Norrie, Locked on Nets. Reinforcements have arrived in Brooklyn. The Nets break an 11-game losing streak. They had not won a game since January 21st. 
But turning over something of a new leaf after the trade deadline, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond make their debuts for Brooklyn. No Kyrie Irving here. It did not matter. Brooklyn takes uh, out the Kings 109-85. to Curry came in right away and showed exactly why the Nets wanted to include him in the James Harden trade. Andre Drummond all over the court really felt his presence defensively, opened up a whole new dynamic for the Brooklyn offense as well. Again, nice to get off the schneid here. It had been a long time coming. Nets had been just drowning, you know, falling in the standings. Could not seem to win a game. They finally turned it out around here against the Kings. We are going to be breaking it all down over on the Locked On Nets podcast. Coming up, the Jazz are on a win streak and the Knicks fall in overtime in the Garden. This is Locked On Now NBA. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Kim Becker here with our Locked On NBA host to go over everything from the night in basketball. Let's continue our look around the league in the Mecca where the Knicks fell off in a close one. Let's go around the league. The New York Knicks took the Oklahoma City Thunder to overtime last night, but couldn't close out OKC and lost in Madison Square Garden. Locked on Knicks tells us how one of the Thunder's young stars was just too much for New York on Monday night. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Gavin Shaw of the Locked on Knicks podcast following a 127-123 overtime defeat for the New York Knicks against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City came into this game as the worst offense in the NBA and the worst shooting team in the NBA, and they were missing their top two scorers in Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Lou Dort. But it didn't matter as the Australian phenom, 19-year-old Josh Giddy, repeatedly shredded the Knicks in pick and roll. New York could not find an answer for him throughout the entirety of this game. Magical passing, uh, forays to the rim, three-point shooting that has otherwise not been present in his NBA career. And Trey Mann made big play after big play down the stretch. Darius Baisley absolutely toasted Mitchell Robinson on a pretty slick reverse layup that sent the game into overtime. It was a fantastic showing for the Thunder's young guns. Uh, For the Knicks, there was some good stuff offensively in this game. Julius Randle, 30-point triple-double, continued his recent streak of playing with fantastic pace for New York, uh, some brilliant passing, some great shot making both around the rim and at the elbow. Evan Fournier scored 29 points, made big shot after big shot to keep the Knicks in this game in overtime, and they were doing everything possible to give it away. Quentin Grimes, the star rookie, drained a ton of huge threes in regulation and hit what should have been the game winner, a reverse layup in transition to put the Knicks up by two in the closing 20 seconds. Ultimately, New York just ran out of juice as Tom Thibodeau continued to play his starters an excessive amount of minutes, not really trusting the bench guys, and it doomed the Knicks against Oklahoma City. The schedule will remain hard for the Knicks. They will look to go into the All-Star break with some momentum with a Wednesday game against the Brooklyn Nets. But until then, Gavin Schall, Locked on Knicks. 
The Toronto Raptors lost big on the road on Monday, falling to the New Orleans Pelicans in what our Locked On Raptors host called the worst performance yet for Toronto. He's in with all the details after one Raptors fans are ready to forget. You can throw that game in the trash. Sean Woodley here from Lockdown Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors blowout loss to the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans on Monday night. Their second straight loss to fall to 31 and 25, sitting in that seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. And the big takeaway from this one is that the Raptors played probably their worst game of the entire season. Just a really, really poor effort on both ends of the floor. Totally lost their offensive process. If you watch the game they played against the Nuggets on Saturday, it was beautiful. There was ball movement. There was cutting. It was crisp. It was beautiful. And it just did not come through for the Raptors in this one against the Pelicans. Credit New Orleans. They were really, really great at clogging the passing lanes, making sure that Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet saw two bodies no matter where they were. And they got horrible shooting performances, the Raptors did, from their supplementary guys who typically help support Siakam and Fred VanVleet. Between Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, and Gary Trent Jr., they go 4 for 29 from the field. You're not going to win many games that way. The Raptors will pick up the pieces in their final game ahead of the All-Star break coming up on Wednesday. They'll take on the Minnesota Timberwolves and hopefully recover from their worst performance of the season so far on Monday night. I'll have it all broken down for you on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors, so be sure to tune in. The Orlando Magic lost on the road to the Nuggets last night, but Locked On Magic says there were positives to take away from this one as Orlando tries to build for the future. His postgame recap tells you the story from Denver. This is Phil Frostmike, the host of Locked On Magic, as the Orlando Magic closed their road trip with a 121 to 111 loss to the Denver Nuggets. Now, stop me if you've heard this before. The Orlando Magic dig themselves too deep of a hole go down by 20 plus points, and then scramble and fight their way to get back in. It's been a story throughout the course of the season. And yes, we understand the Magic are developing team. And so in some ways, this ability to fight back and make games seem closer than they might have appeared or to bounce back from being down big and, and make, it, make it interesting for a little bit against quality teams like the Denver Nuggets is certainly a good thing. However, it's also now February. It's also nearly the All-Star break. It's nearly the end of the third quarter of the season. We're nearly three quarters of the way through the season, and the Magic are still making these mistakes, still making self-inflicted wounds like turnovers, still not playing with great defensive effort or togetherness or tied togetherness. It, it takes a little bit of chaos for the Magic to get back in it, and that's when they find themselves. Jalen Suggs constantly attacking the basket. Franz Wagner with the ball in his hands making good decisions. Wendell Carter being a beast on the block. The Magic can do good things. They really can. We see it so much, and we see it for long stretches. But far too much the Magic are down too much to make it make anything of it. There's a lot of positives to take away from a game like this because Orlando fought so hard on the last night of a back-to-back. At the same time, it might be time to be over this same old story, and it might be time to have some accountability and figure out why the Magic are down so big so early to begin with. We'll have more coming up on Locked on Magic. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. The Utah Jazz have responded to a five-game losing streak by winning six in a row. Utah easily handled the Rockets on Monday, and Locked on Jazz tells you how Utah has turned the ship around. The Utah Jazz win their sixth straight over the Houston Rockets this time in a game that really went exactly as it should have. David Locke of Locked on Jazz. Jazz started on a 14-2 run early as Rudy Gobert returned to life. In fact, in the first two stints, Rudy Gobert was on the floor the Jazz outscored the Rockets 25-2, to but then the Jazz other bigs dominated. Hassan Whiteside with 11 points and 14 rebounds. 
And Adoka Azabuke had 10 points to go along with three rebounds. Donovan Mitchell got whatever he wanted tonight, 30 points, six rebounds, and seven assists. This one was simply a playoff, high-level caliber team against a young, developing team, and not a lot more to it than that. The Jazz spun the ball all around the gym with 34 assists, but they are back at full strength, at least what they are for full strength this the rest of the season, for the first time since the beginning of January, and they blow out the Rockets 135-101. The Los Angeles Clippers picked up a big win at home last night over the Warriors. As the Clippers try to claw their way back up the Western Conference standings, our Locked On Clippers host tells you how L.A. upset one of the league's best. What is going on, Clips fans? Chuck Mockler here, one half league hosting you over at Locked On Clippers, coming at you after the Clippers take care of business against the Warriors 119-104. Terrence Mann gets to 25 points. He ties his regular season career high. He's been phenomenal the past couple of weeks, added a handful of boards and assists too, and was pestering the Warriors on defense. You absolutely love to see it. Reggie Jackson almost with a triple-double uh, with 18 points. He has turned his play around. It was a little low earlier, but now the Reggie roller coaster is nothing but up. Robert Covington showed in this game that the Clippers pretty much have to retain him. He fits in with the whole wing stop model that the Clippers are going for. We survived an intense Steph Curry first half. We'd seen that happen recently against another very good point guard. Thankfully, the rest of the Warriors couldn't get anything done against this Clippers defense. And Avica Zubats with an assertive performance on both sides of the ball down low. You love to see the big guy playing well. This was maybe the most juice that the Clippers offense has had all season. And this was without Norm Powell and without Luke Kennard. The vibes are great, uh, as they have been for most of this year. And the Clippers now just have to face the Phoenix Suns the day after beating the Warriors. So it's on to Phoenix. That's all today for Locked On Now NBA. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, go make your second listen, Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker, and this has been Locked On Now NBA.